This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is a Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me, as always, is Ricky Wimmer. What's up, what's up, guys? And Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. And we had the video podcast again. I think it's just going to be a weekly thing is what Ricky's saying. I hope so. We're hoping. We're, we're hoping it's going to be a weekly thing. If you're watching on YouTube, obviously, hi, you can see us. If you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, you downloaded us from Blog Talk Radio. Thank you so much. we got a great show for you. We're talking D-Rose, the controversy in New York. We're talking about who is a number one in the NBA. We had a pre- uh, a, a fast break discussion, and Dave's like, "We got to turn the cameras on for this because Seriously, Ricky, it was good. It was getting heated up in this. This was this was finals reaction, Sean versus Ricky moment. Headset nearly I mean, got thrown. Nearly <laughs> headset didn't get thrown. <laughs> it did get like, thrown last year, but uh, we got that going on. We got, we got a heated discussion, hopefully coming up for that one. And then we're also going to be doing NBA trade rumors, buying or selling topics. I'm going to throw out some some topics out there, and Dave and, and Ricky are going to try to see through the bullshit of them and, and either buy the bullshit or sell." the bullshit but let's get in Derek Rose speaking of bullshit Derek Rose kind of <laughs> well, just former bullshit well I'm just saying oh that's now, that's a good now one now it's bullshit in the knickerbocker that's a now good one but I'm just talking bullshit excuses <laughs> but I'm just talking in about in the old knickers I'm just talking about you know D Rose just didn't feel like playing D Rose just wanted to leave D Rose just didn't want to be in New York he just wanted to go to Chicago yeah, real quick you know that's that's one way to interpret that obviously there's there's some there's some circumstances he, he I think his mother was sick I've also heard he wanted to go see his son I heard he was sick I heard there's a lot going on in D Rose's mm-hmm. you know life but D. Rose just didn't show up and didn't tell anyone he wasn't showing up. This was poor judgment. And I mean, I'm saying that on the fact of I'm going to go with the excuse of, okay, your mom's sick. Tell the team. That's what an adult does. You tell the team, they go, okay, D, you can miss the game. We'll say it's a medical excuse. Go take care of your mother. You think Phil Jackson, you think Jeff Hornacek are bad guys where they say, no, 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 you can't do that. You're playing mm-hmm. tonight. He just leaves. He just leaves. Yeah. He, did, yeah. he did get suspended or, or fined. I'm sorry. No he suspension. Fined $200,000 by the Knicks for missing the game against the, the Pelicans. But really the question is, is one, I'm not that shocked. By, by this at all. I'm not, I'm not shocked. It fits the character. By D. Rose doing this, but Ricky is bringing up the question of should Nick fans push out D. Rose? And real quick, I just want to mention, we did a topic not too long ago, I believe it was a month ago, saying the Knicks are a disappointment and everyone's like, oh, you got to redo the video. Nope. The reason we didn't do the re-video is because, you know, the Knicks had a nice spurt, but they're back down to reality. Should Nick fans be pushing out D. Rose? Is the question. Uh, I mean, it, it's hard because what options do you have available? Brandon Jennings running that offense? I know. I, I was a buyer mm-hmm. on Brandon Jennings. I thought, you know, hey, this is a guy who's a similar play style to Derek. You know, it's an easy exchange for the offense. Uh, I don't know that there's a whole lot of value for him right now. I mean, if you want to be bold and be like, you know what, Derek, it's time. Like, you can walk away from the team. You know what would be funny? I just thought of this. Hmm. Derek and Rondo just. God, no. God, just no. just a, no. just a giant f you to the Bulls. We're not we're not bringing that. We're not bringing him back I know. to Chicago. I know. I, I mean, he wants funny. to be back in Chicago. Apparently, he yeah, wants to be well, back in Chicago. Know, Rondo well, doesn't want to play for Chicago. Well, it's not just that. He's, <laughs> Surprised uh, he could even go to Memphis for a year. He's <laughs> missing the he's missing the old girlfriend right now, and he was, wants to be back when the times were good in Chicago. But the thing with the Knicks is get rid of Derrick Rose, and the reason being is this is a contract year for Derrick Rose. We expected Derrick Rose to all oh, lights out contract year, mm-hmm. but. It's his last year. Do you really think right now, yeah, I know you're about two games out of that eight seed, but it's really something where I think the Knicks could look at it and go, let's try to get something for him. Because it comes down to the question of, are you going to bring him back next year? Probably not with how this team has performed. Does he want to come back? And now this. Well, 
It says here in the ESPN article that Rose hopes that he hasn't impacted his chances of signing with the Knicks beyond the season. But if I'm the Knicks fans, I'm going, you know what? Just get the fuck out of here. You know what? We're not going to bring you back at the end of the year. Let's just trade him. Try to get something just so we don't lose him for nothing. But also the one thing here is I don't think D. Rose is going to come out and say, I don't want to be in New York. Yeah, he's, he's not going to say that. He's not going to well, say I'm that. It's, saying, it's like Elshon Jeffrey in the NFL saying the Bears are going to win the Super Bowl. He just it, wants to get the most then money. Then it gives yep. you more of a reason to say let's try to trade him for anything that, so that we get him for something. See, a- answering the question, should the Knicks, should Nick fans and just should the Knicks want mm-hmm. D. Rose out of out, out, out of New York. I agree 100%. Yes. I, I think D Rose is obviously A, showing he's immature as a 28 year old. Well, you guys Does, are has never matured. What, you, you guys are seeing what we were having problems with here in Chicago. But we didn't see those until really what he came back in, in 2014. It's been, the it's been of late. But, but I think it was the, like 2014. No, but I'm 2015. saying like the injury like broke him. Yeah. Which is a bit mentally like he just regressed. And that was the one thing is like uh, this was brought up too is like uh, like you know uh, Katie Nolan was talking about this in her, in her Garbage Time podcast where she was like if De- uh, Zach and, or not Zach uh, Dak and Zeke lose uh, in the NFC Championship game and they don't handle it well it's going to be like oh they're not mature. Well what do mm-hmm. you think? What do you expect from 23 year old kids 22 year old kids that you know haven't really been able to mature? D. Rose Played a year in college, didn't really have time in college, mm-hmm. and then was pampered right away in his city as you know MVP, rookie of the year. Everybody loved D Rose. D Rose couldn't do anything wrong. Yeah. And then he gets injured, and he's, he kind of probably feels like he let down this team, and he never really matured as an adult because he's never been able to give the chance to. So I think that the one thing is, is and he's been doing it on such a big stage. So I think D Rose. Well, I, I root for D Rose just because of what he's done in Chicago. Since he's a Chicago kid, you always want to see people from your hometown course, do well. But I, I do think that he is showing that he isn't mature and, and D Rose kind of showing that he isn't there mentally. And I think that a, the, the Knicks should kind of get should push him out, whether it is a trade. I don't, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of an, uh, agreeing with Dave that I don't know what you can really get for D Rose. And what Anything his value is, is better than Brandon nothing. Knight. But, Anything is better than but nothing also, if he's going to walk away. But also, do you want to give up the possibility of going to a playoff and just getting a second round for D well, Rose? And that's what it comes down to of, you can and at least get a playoff berth here, and sell, here, sell tickets in the garden. Yep. There's that, or and possibly get you, CP uh, some some national attention, even or, though New York gets enough. Or you could say, you know what? We can still compete with the team we got. We don't need Derrick Rose to do that. But do they and, think that? Just let me go on. And you can even if you miss the playoffs, take your chances in the lottery. And a lottery pick will be better than may like I. Possibly. Yeah, you can make the playoffs and get to the eighth seed and get rolled by the Cavaliers, but to me, I would take my chances in the draft lottery because it is a lottery. Are you if you're the first team out? Are you going to get the number one pick? Probably not, but there's a chance. Bulls did it, and Bulls did it with the Knicks pick. Mm-hmm. Bulls did, got that pick for for Eddie Curry mm-hmm. when they traded him to the Knicks. So I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, and I, I, I fully understand where you're coming from, especially because New York. I think they're, they're, well, their last lottery pick was KP, but I mean, they, they've before and, that they really haven't had and their lottery. You're telling pick. me there's not maybe. Maybe not a championship team because they're going to look at that and go, no, I don't want that anywhere near my team. But a team that's making a run for a playoffs that thinks maybe if, oh, if we had a backup like Derrick Rose for but, a year. A but backup currently, like Derrick Rose. Think well, about where be, we're saying that. But currently, I don't think a team that would use him as a starter would. He's putting up 17-4-4, and four, and he had a six-game stretch very recently where he put up 24-19, 25-26, 20-21. Like, this is not an untalented guy. 
when he wants it, he turns it on. He is a spark of life for that team, and he still has that super. And that's what I'm saying. A like, team that in would, him, but not there every night. A team that could make the playoffs, make a run, and say, "Well, if we had him even as our backup, how good would but we?" But why be? can't the Knicks think that? They're, the Knicks aren't out of the playoffs yeah. yet. The, the East is terrible. The Wizards are currently I, I think the in, in the playoffs right now. I think the potential upside of him being on your team, and if you can get his mind in a good place for a little bit, because he's a rental. It doesn't matter if he's a rental. If he's a if he's worth it. And they've already paid him the majority of the money. Mm-hmm. It's not like they can get the money back. See, the thing, yeah, that's the thing is, if there's no if, value out there for him because of what he's done, that's what I'm saying. I mean, Cleveland is not going to take him on. That's that's a terrible. They don't have idea. money to. They don't have money. They don't have money. But even if they could work it out money wise, I don't think there's a reason they take him on. Right. I, 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 you're going to mess up that championship kind right. of kind of level. Toronto doesn't need him. Toronto doesn't want him as a backup. He's just going to bring n- negative energy as a backup. Boston doesn't need him. Oh, Atlanta doesn't need him. Milwaukee's got Giannis, and their their team currently the way that'd be the set worst up, thing. For him. I think I think it's perfect the the way the Bucks are currently set up. You bringing D Rose would be ridiculous. The Pacers don't need him, and the Hornets and Wizards are on the same level as the Knicks, and they already have better point guards. And then the West, really, LA's got a great point guard. Houston's got James Harden. San Antonio might be a a, a an outlier if Pop even wants to think about that. I don't know if they could work yeah. money wise, but still. San Antonio maybe got the might, be, might, be, it, but yeah. might be an option. Golden State doesn't need them. But but really, I think out of all those teams that are better in the Knicks, at least playoff-wise, and might see they if they add a player like D. Rose that might help their playoffs, it's really San Antonio. And I don't think mm-hmm. San Antonio's going to do that because I don't think Pop well, wants that. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot, of, a lot of headache. Cleveland could, and here's the thing, and to me, when Dave brought up Cleveland, they're a team that, I'm not saying like, oh, Cleveland's the one you go and trade with, but what did... What has LeBron said said this team needed? They need a, a backup, but money-wise is what we're bringing and up. What I'm thinking is I'm looking at the trade machine right now, and Derrick Rose, just over $21 million, but it's only for one year. So after that, it's off the books. Cleveland obviously would not re-sign Derrick Rose, and obviously you're not going to trade your big three contracts of love, um, LeBron and Kyrie. But Tristan Thompson, he is a fifteen oh, million dollar contract. You can't give up Tristan Thompson. Shumpert has a nine million. Fry has a seven million. There you can't give pl- up Fry either. Yeah, I'm deadly shooting on the outside. There are players on this team though with contracts, and you could maybe get package one of them with some of the lower guys. It, I'm saying it could work. It's not impossible. It's, it's not impossible, but it's it would stupid. hurt yourself more it's than idiotic. Channing Fry is one of the best catch and shoot players who can stretch the floor in the NBA right now. He's a perfect match for that team. And yeah, no, oh, and Tristan and Thompson really, and is the only sure. way they can like, stay in a rebound. Oh, go ahead and make it. I'm just saying, I'm just trying to show that it's possible really? and it's not like, oh, this ain't going to happen because it's impossible money-wise. It, really, it's, it's, but it's like, yes, I mean, they could move players, but the moves would be idiotic. Yeah, I mean, I, we could trade LeBron for him. Yeah, we could trade well, LeBron. Technically, it's possible. Trade your top the, three, though. the only name that you threw out there that I'd be like, yeah, Shumpet, okay, yeah. Is, was Shumpert because you bring in Kyle Korver and you bring you already have JR, so when JR comes, becomes healthy, but even then, I would rather have Shump than, than D. Rose because they already have chemistry. And you're kind of just forcing a fit because you think, oh, I need a, I need a backup point guard. But you already have Kyrie Irving. You already have LeBron James. I think you're just adding. I think it's yeah. just kind of the the rich get richer, but it's too rich where you go bankrupt or you, or you you forget like, oh wait, we have you know offshore stuff and, and we're gonna get in trouble because the FBI is finding it. I, I think I think you're you're fucking with too much there. And I, I, think, I like where you're going, Sean. Though with with the East being as weak as it is, I think that there is the potential. All they have to do is make the playoffs. 
And then in the series, who knows what's going to happen? You could get old Carmelo to come back. You get old Derrick Rose to come back where they play like studs. You get Brian James to turn back the clock to like any one of these things goes right. And they're instantly competitive. Let in me, any and team. one thing let me, too, you let don't me throw need... this out. Let's say the Knicks make the eight seed. They go up against the Cavs. Is that going to be a competitive series in the playoffs? No, unless Carmelo returns to Nuggets yeah, form. And because unless, you need, you because need really you need that's what to, you're shooting for. But the thing, the, the thing that we're trying to say is the Knicks can, if, if all of this happens and, and you know Carmelo's able to come back and, and KP shows that what, what he truly is and, and he, he takes from a, a prospect to a, the next level yep. and, and he goes to the next level there and Derrick Rose goes back to MVP Derrick Rose, then that makes you... Do you think York, he's going to go back to the No, MVP? but we're it's saying the these are, there, there's he's three what-ifs there. <laughs> yeah, it's but, the fact that he's shown that he can do it for short periods of time mm-hmm. already this year. But the point... So the, if and you can I, get him point, right... And what I'm trying to hint at is after what just happened... Yep. Is that a possibility? No, it's not. But again, there's so many what-ifs. What I'm trying to say, though, is if those happen, you don't need to bring D. Rose back. And Mm -hmm. if you're able to make the playoffs and make a run, that makes New York favorable again. Because, look, oh, hey, they all got it together. Phil might know what he's doing. Oh, wait, this is New York. We have a huge market. I have the ability to take myself to the next level, at least from a superstar potential. You know, a guy who can sign. God forbid, like Gordon Hayward goes there. I'm not saying I'm just throwing out names, but a guy who's with a running out contract, CP3, or a buddy, buddy in, in Carmelo, yeah, and, and you see Carmelo comes back, and, and you you get out D Rose and you bring in CP3, because CP3 is like, oh whoa, look at New York now. Look at what New York. No did one in the wants playoffs. to play for a loser. No one wants to play for a loser. Exactly. So so if you're able to get something out of out of the playoffs, something you get you get past the first round and you look good against the team, you don't win or take them to seven, but you look good against the team. That makes the New York favorable again. Yep. That doesn't mean New York is looking down, even mm-hmm. though you know you could possibly go back to the basement in the next year. Yeah, I, with me, I look to get something out of him, and don't just have him walk at the end of the year. Well, that's, that's what's going to happen. But, but really, we only found one fit that would make sense for D Rose, and that's San Antonio. But San Antonio again, money wise, you get a team on the and, outside who's looking to take a risk and try see, to propel themselves into the playoffs. Sacramento, and, that, and that's the thing. This Sacramento good, makes a lot of sense. This wouldn't come that, down that's, to a dumpster fire. Yeah, it's more dumpster. This wouldn't come down the gasoline. to this wouldn't come down to oh, what's a good fit for. Derek Rose, it's going to come down to the Knicks saying, what are we getting? Because we don't care about his fit. And that's the thing. I don't think there's enough to say D. Rose we don't any, is going like, to be, there's not we, enough value out there. We don't know what's going to happen as teams get desperate towards the trade deadline. I don't think $21 million for a guy with this many this many emotional issues is going to happen. I think, I think, that, I think that traded though. I think that we agree that Nick fans should want him out just because of his immaturity and really he's not worth all of yeah. this. I mean, if I didn't show up to my job and I didn't tell anyone, I get fired. I don't get a two hundred thousand dollar fine because if I get a two hundred thousand dollar fine, I'm not able to pay that back. Well, yeah, yeah. But but really, I mean, I mean that's just unprofessionalism. You just can't leave. Mm-hmm. And if you're sending him from a place in New York, it's out west. God forbid you send mm-hmm. him to like L.A. I'm just saying, you know, a completely further yep. from Chicago. You're screwed. You're yeah. completely screwed. And, and this guy can't even stay in New York. Really, the only place you could ship him is back to the Midwest so he can drive from Indianapolis back to Chicago or drive from Milwaukee back to Chicago. Let's just keep him the fuck out of Chicago. Maybe maybe Tom Thibodeau will want him back. Yeah. Let's I keep mean, him out of here. I really, maybe? Really, <laughs> the team's minds both. Should Nick fans want Derrick Rose as we wrap this up? No, they shouldn't want him, but you should keep him on the team. See if something happens throughout the end Let of the year. Let the contract run You got run time, out. yeah. Get him the fuck out of town. That's what I'm saying. Um, I'm in uh, the We Agree podcast back in full swing. Uh, I just I, I feel like just let it run out, see what you can get from him, but don't sign him. Resign him next year. And that's, that's really where I am. This Depends year. on his value at the end of the year. I mean, I wouldn't say no to anything at this point. 
But let's move on now. We talked enough about D. Rose, a former number one, former MVP, and we're going to be talking about who is the number one in the NBA. And we got to preface this is we, Ricky and I, we, we had a debate before the fast break about Jimmy Butler and is he a number one? And I said no. I said he's a great number two, and I said he's not a number one. Ricky, obviously nodding his head, saying Jimmy Butler is a number one. But really, the baseline of this discussion, we mm-hmm. came up with players who are number one, players who are up-and-coming number ones, and then the fringe that we will discuss. The baseline is, can he be a focal point to a championship team? And then the other ones are, can he be trusted to take over a game? And then can he go? is your go-to for the last shot? So the, the for-sure number ones we came up with, LeBron, KD, Steph, CP3, Russ, AD, and Harden. And then we also had up-and-comers up that aren't in the fringe and aren't in the for-sure number ones, but will most likely be number ones at some point. Giannis Antetokounmpo, pretty much a number one already, but, you know. I believe you said the name wrong. It's Giannis. That hard G. fans are really going to be mad at you, Sean. Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> uh, yes, he, yes, he is the number so far, but we're saying up-and-coming just because he hasn't done the playoffs yet. He hasn't been in the playoffs. We don't know what he can do there. Yep. But really... Giannis is going to be a number one. Uh, <laughs> then we have Cat. Carl Anthony Towns just waiting on that one. I mean, he's been fantastic already in the two years. Just really hasn't enough around him. Uh, we also threw Wiggins in there. Uh, we also throw we also throw Jokic in there from uh, the Denver Nuggets, and we also threw in uh, the process for Dave. Uh, but now the, the the players we're going to be discussing who are they or, or, or are they a number one? We got obviously Jimmy Butler, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, Demar Derozan, Kyle Lowry, Paul George, John Wall, Kemba, Boogie, Dame. Uh, Gordon Hayward and Isaiah Thomas. So, Ricky, is Jimmy Butler number one? I'd say for sure. And the reason why is you look at the criteria that we have set forth, mm-hmm. and just just so both me and you can get involved, I want you to read them off one by one. What's the first one? Uh, can he be the focal point of a championship he team? He can be the focal point of a championship why? team. I feel like Jimmy Butler— He's gotten his team to the playoffs his, already. With his, well, and that's the thing. Like This team's so great right now. No, Jimmy no, Butler's no, no, the focal no. point. The thing with Jimmy Butler <laughs> is— <laughs> You look Shit, at Sean. you look at this team, and yes, it's a dumpster fire. But that's not Jimmy Butler's fault. No, but that's it, the team. Like that's the management around him not putting a team there for him. This is a guy who I totally trust to take the last second shot. Has hit a few of them in his career. He's entering his prime, and this is a guy where if he's my guy, I'm saying we could win a championship. With Jimmy Butler, he can take over a game. He has before this year. He freaking twisted his ankle this year. Came out for a he second. He scored forty and said, against you know the what? Nets. Damn it! I am going to come back in. An elite hobbled, player hobbled on an ankle and still hit the game winner. Nearly pulled a Paul I Pierce. Don't, I don't care who the team is. Wheelchair. That's impressive in itself. This is a guy with. He has the mental makeup and the drive you want for a number one. And this is the the thing with Jimmy, I will say. Has he had the pass to prove it? Not yet. But that's because he had this guy in front of him, Derrick Rose, that he said, you know what? I'm overtaking this number one. And he did. Uh, he, he said he was going to overtake it, but actually never did when D. Rose was on the team and then had pretty much forced the front office to pick either Jimmy or D. Rose. Obviously, you're going to pick Jimmy because he's younger. But Not just that shows you if they really believed in Derrick Rose, they would have picked Derrick yeah, Rose. Yeah, because we love this front office and all the moves they've been making. But uh, if they believed the in Derrick Rose, they would have picked Derrick Rose. Yeah, because he's last year in the contract coming off major injuries and because he has personality issues. That's just why. If they and, and Jimmy Butler's him, also younger and was already under contract. Him. Okay. If they believed in him, they would have picked him. I believe in D. Wade, Rajon Rondo, and Jimmy Butler. This team's so great. Jimmy Butler doesn't have the stats or results to prove or back that up 
at all. See, I also trusted Brandon Roy to take over a game because he did in Portland. I also trusted him for the last game, last shot of the game because he made a ton of them. Guess what? Brandon Roy also had no ACL and also wasn't the focal point of a championship team. I know, so obviously, you're injuries. Jimmy Butler to Brandon Roy. Brandon Roy was a fantastic player. I'm not saying, but he's never not, had the results. But you're comparing Jimmy. But I would say Jimmy Butler is leaps and bounds. Above do you Brandon remember Roy. Brandon Roy? I do. If he didn't have injuries, he would still be great yeah, in the NBA. But that's the thing. He didn't I, have ACLs. Jimmy Butler does. But, so, I mean, injuries is a what I'm saying, different circumstance for him. But what I'm saying is I agree that I, you know he can take over. Jimmy Butler can take over a game, mm-hmm. and he can, he can be my go-to for the last shot. So is Brandon Roy. But he's not the focal point of a championship team. But Jimmy is. I don't think so. That's what that's the argument that I'm making is that Jimmy Butler, the, the thing that's really across the board is, for our, you know, for sure number ones, is they have all had seasons with at least 27 or over per. And, and really the only outliers this season that haven't matched that are LeBron, who's at 26.7 because he's been coasting, and Steph, who's currently at 23. But last year and the year before, he was at 31 and 28. Right now, KD's at 27. Steph was at t- 31 and 28. CP3's at 27. Russ is at 30. AD's at 28. And James Harden's at 28 right now. Jimmy Butler's currently sitting at 25.9. He is not a number one in my mind. I think he's a good number two. I think he's a great number two. If he's your number two, you have a fantastic team. But I look at Jimmy Butler, and I don't see a guy who can really take over a game like a LeBron James, take over a game like a Steph Curry. Steph Curry can go lights out, blood in his eyes, just shooting from three like no other man. He can just take it into the lane as well and throw up those floaters. He can be everywhere, at least defensively. I know he's not the greatest defender. Mm -hmm. He's definitely Mm -hmm. a better defender there. But I look at this, and and Steph has that makeup to really take a team. He's done it before. He did it in college, and he's done it before. the last time has he, he ever done it in the playoffs? Has he ever done it okay. in the big stage? And that's yes the or thing. no. With Jimmy Butler, this is now he's in the time where we're we've been saying he's entering his prime. He will get to the playoffs and he will be able to prove he's been that. in the playoffs before. But, and that was but the he thing. wasn't their number he one. He wasn't their number one at the time because but we great still number had ones Derek actually Rose. take it over. Number ones take it over. But you got to look at the team. He the can team close the game. He was Kawhi at, took over. Kawhi became okay. the number one no, for the Spurs. Kawhi had Kawhi two games one. where it was like, eh, the first two were, eh, and then he turned it on for. He turned the it on. It was better three. than LeBron James and won and beat LeBron was James an in five. Actual team. That Spurs team was okay. an actual team. The Bulls team that went to the playoffs, yeah, they've been good teams, but one of those playoff appearances was Derrick Rose got injured. So we we were the best team in the East that year. Another one, the one where De- where Jimmy was mm-hmm. actually starting to come up, we should have gone on in that one. Jimmy had a huge game win. I'm gonna say game winner with 30 seconds left in game one against the Cavs. Should have won that series because guess what? No timeout. Okay. He's a number one. He, this is a Big guy where one. he's got the okay. leadership. He's got the men, the drive and everything that you want in a star player for your team. And he can take the final shot and take over a game. All right, I'm going to take this for right now, and then Dave's going to take it after me because obviously he wants to say. Real quick, Kawhi took over in 2013-2014, was the finals MVP, and then ever since, he has been a number one. Last year, 26.11 per, which is pretty much around that superstar level, and right now he's currently sitting at 27. He is one of the best defenders, and he also can score like Jimmy. He's not the best, at least from three, but he's a better free throw free throw shooter, and he's got a great off-ball dribble. Again, let me speak. He's taken his team to the playoffs gotten plus 60 wins. He's been the focal point of the Spurs for the past two years. And this team has been one of the best in the West, which is the better conference. And you can't argue that because really, 
on the Eastern Conference, it has been the Cleveland Cavaliers, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Last year, Jimmy wasn't able to do that. Jimmy had a good team. There was a lot of pieces there. They were a very incohesive team, but they weren't able to that get there. That team was Jimmy, a clusterfuck of But just there was emotions. a lot of talent. Again, I said they were a very incoherent team, but there was a lot of talent on there. Paul Gasol, uh, Derek Rose, Jimmy Butler, uh, Joe Kim Noah, you had a lot of talent on that team. Again, very incohesive, but that team should have at least been in the playoffs. Yeah, but that and whole, it well, they should have at least that, been able to further on. Two points. Playoffs. One point and then a question to counteract They didn't make yours, it in the playoffs. Anyways. Was that last year was basically an alpha dog fight between Jimmy Butler and Derrick Rose for that number one. And number ones take it over. And also— That's what I'm saying. Well, and also number—well, he did. He's the number one right now, and, and Derrick Rose is not in town. And again— so he won. Because— He won. Because he's but younger he and was default, under control. Or did he actually he was younger win. and under control. Here's the bigger question. No, we're going when to you, Dave. Well, well, no, when you bring up Kawhi Leonard, why, why, just because Kawhi Leonard's a number one, why does that automatically make Jimmy not a number one? It doesn't. I'm, but I'm saying that if you, you said that you would take Jimmy over Kawhi. Yeah. Okay. So I'm saying that Jimmy Butler's but not a number one, it, and I would compare, but in and there, I would take Kawhi over. Well, actually, as a one. I never said I would take Jimmy over Kawhi, but both of them are number ones to me. Kawhi is not. Who like, would you I'm take? Sitting there, Jimmy or Kawhi? Well, I would take Jimmy because okay. I have that personal okay. affection for Jimmy okay. and being a fan of the Bulls. And I'm trying but to. They're bu- both number one. I'm trying to build an argument. I'm saying Jimmy is not a number one, and I'm saying Kawhi is. So therefore, we can have the discussion why I'm using mm-hmm. Kawhi as a baseline. I think Kawhi is the number one. Dave, you haven't had a chance to talk. Yeah, that's nice. I I, I want to let this kind of run though. You guys are a little passionate I, about I, it. Well, I just a little, don't little get bit it. extra hot sauce. In I there. just don't get it. Like, why just because he's number one? Why can't the other person be mm, the number sorry. one? That's fine. But 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 what we do is we compare stats and we compare results and we compare by the eye test. And one of the things you were talking about was closing out games in the playoffs. And I'll agree with you. Jimmy hasn't had a great track record with that. What he also hasn't had of, the ability, which is fair. Right, but what we've seen out of him this season. I just I said say. that. No, you said ability. The Same ability, to because he hasn't okay. been the opportunity. Yeah. Okay. Calm Interpret down. how you want, you yeah, petty I motherfuckers. I didn't, I didn't want that to be a well, Let Dave talk. Good. So what I'm saying is this season, what we've seen out of Jimmy, is he has the ability to close. He is the guy that the ball in, is in his hands, and he is taking every single foul shot. Like, that man gets to the line. Mm. It's just rinse and repeat. It's, it's just second nature to him at this point like he doesn't think about it he just does and i don't know there's a lot of guys who i'm more comfortable with closing out a game from the foul line than him that's one thing that i think that he is his game has elevated this year from where it hasn't been in the past i will agree with you that you know, he wasn't I'll, I'll get to, i'll get to your boy so I, I i do agree with you that he didn't win out that number one role from mm. derrick rose that was a default choice and it, it wasn't him overshadowing and you know what? Now that they brought in Dwayne Wade, I know Wade said, oh, not my team, not my team. But that's, again, taking some of the burden off of him being the true one and him being that standout performer. He's got that guy who is just just a tiny bit worse than him. And just a tiny bit. Real quick, who's the leader on that Bulls team? D-Wade, Jimmy Butler isn't. Number one's lead the team. I mean, I would still say Butler is the one. Butler is the Wade right no, now. Butler no, but I'm saying the... Butler's I'm saying the, the for sure leader. I'm saying the team D-Wade's, leader. D Wade's the, the coach on the floor. Yeah. So team leader. No, I'm, he's a coach. There's I'm not saying player wise. I'm saying I, LeBron yeah, James. Is, LeBron James is the coach of the Cavs. Yeah. You really can't pick between KD and Steph as the coach of the Warriors. I no, think that's, that's I, an I anomaly. Think Kerr is Kerr, Kerr, Kerr has the respect well, there. The, yeah. the difference is that yeah. I know where you're going with the LeBron thing, and I agree because that's similar for Wade, and I think he got it from Wade. CP3. Leader of the team in, in in LA, you would you could also look at Russ and Harden too. I mean, obviously they have coaches there, but yeah. really, if you look at those teams, those are the leaders. D Wade is the leader 
on that yeah, team. The, see, the, I would say, the, the I would veteran, say it's a different kind of. It's not like he's the one. Jimmy Butler's not answering to D Wade. D Wade's to be the veteran to kind of help Jimmy maybe get into and get better in the aspects that you're saying and not possible. Him out. I'll mm-hmm. respect your decision there. I would also say Kawhi leads this team as well. That is where I want to go next is Kawhi Leonard because I, I would take Kawhi over Jimmy. And this is they're they're both phenomenal defense they're both phenomenal two-way players i also don't want to say that jimmy butler's not a great player i just yeah. think that he's not a number one that's fair that's fair my mm-hmm. my only problem is look Kawhi, phenomenal two-way player great shooter and even his three-point shot he's been better he's he's continuing to improve his game the problem i have with him is that closer mentality and we've seen that for very short periods of time and then he's disappeared entirely in series where he should be the guy taking all the shots he needs to know when to take over a game and he doesn't have the instinct yet and that's what i that's what i know that jimmy has because jimmy knows he's playing with a bunch of shit Mm -hmm. around him he's like look if i don't do this my team's not going to be able to win a game so i'm going to step up and do that Kawhi leonard has been put in situations like you said against the Cavs, where he played above all expectations and went shot for shot with lebron and that was awesome 61 percent from the field or something in those last four games it was ridiculous but then the next year when they came back and he was disappointed. He disappeared on offense. He passed more than he shot. And to guys who shouldn't, I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge had a phenomenal like couple game span where he was just killing it. But at the same time, if it's Kawhi's team, he should be the guy. And he's not. He, I just he's want to passing clear up, up what on those talking about right now. Yeah. No, I said what year you're talking about right now. Oh, I was talking the about year after, after they won the, the championship. Finals? Okay, yes. so 2014, 2015. Correct. Okay. I just want to make sure. So we watched him shy away from it. And then in in the following years, it's just been like, yes, Kawhi is there. He's very, very good, but I don't think he has that killer instinct. He is not the guy who knows my time to take over a game. This is when it's going down, and I'm going to do it for us. I don't feel like he's got that. He's not a vocal guy. I think that's what kind of hurts him in that aspect. He's he's gifted with the best coach in the NBA, though, and you know what? No amount of you know outside help will really fix that. So he's going to keep doing him, and I think it's up to Pop to kind of force those possessions through him and build up that confidence in Kawhi. And I legitimately think they're both number ones. Well, and the one thing that I do think about is just because Kawhi Leonard has, like Dave said, where doesn't know when to take over a game, just because you're missing that one aspect we had on a list doesn't mean you're not number one. Right. We got CP3 on there, and we I think we could all agree that CP3 is pass first. He's not a guy that's going to... You know what? Let's clear it out. Isolation for CP3. But also for CP3, taking over a game doesn't mean you have to score the most points. Yeah, we watched him go 20 assist games without a turnover, which is mind-blowing. like, even when it's like, okay, last shot, who's going to take it? We're looking for CP3 to dish it to somebody or find somebody down low. CP3 has also taken over games and has taken last shots before. It's not, it's not his primary it's not goal. out of there, but it's not his main two. And it's, that's why the one thing that just I was just saying, like, just because Kawhi Leonard might not have that doesn't mean he's not a number one. And I he's hit game winners before. That Kawhi is not a number one. I just look at Jimmy Butler and I see everything that you want in a number one. The only thing he hasn't had is the chance to Playoff prove success. himself 
in the playoffs because every time he's been in the playoffs, he hasn't had the opportunity to be the number one because the management and the team mm-hmm. had someone that they were trying to say he's the number one over you. And what I'm saying is, and this is the kind of point that I'm, I'm going to kind of try to transition away from the the Kawhi and Jimmy thing to just the whole, the other, the other guys we mentioned, is that... Kawhi in that finals against LeBron was in 2013 and 2014, he was not the number one yeah. going into the finals, but That's he ended saying. the finals as the number one. I would say he ended the finals as the number one player for the Spurs. He ended these in those past in those last four I'd games. I still go with Timmy D. In those last four, he was the leader as D Wade is currently the leader, at least on the floor. But I would say Kawhi Leonard took over as the leader at least on the floor, and then once Timmy kind of left, and, and now we're, we're in, in the current situation they are, I would say Kawhi now leads the Spurs. It was a better transition than what Jimmy had, but Agreed. I would still say but, that Duncan was the number one until he left. what I'm saying is Kawhi showed on the floor mm-hmm. that he was in the, the number one. In the crunch time as possible. In the clutch time as possible. Yep. In, the NBA, in the NBA Finals. Let me finish. In the NBA Finals, I, he well, took over. You, you started to talk. I know what no, you're going to interrupt. Didn't. Kawhi t- stepped up and showed that he could be a number one in the NBA Finals, and that's where he did it, on the court. Management wasn't thinking Kawhi's going to be the number one. They thought Tim Duncan, mm-hmm. Manu Ginobili, uh, uh, Tony Parker would step up, Danny Green, he stepped up before, he would be the number one. Jimmy has had opportunities to step up. I know, you know, obviously obviously he hasn't, you know, in, in the past two years when he was in the playoffs, D-Rose was looked at, but he didn't step up and show he was the number one I think in those he playoff has times. stepped up in times, though. I mean, you look at... Well, they didn't go to the NBA Finals. Well, the well they weren't able to beat LeBron James. Well, Kawhi did that. Kawhi, so just Jimmy because, was able to show that he was number one. Just because Kawhi beat LeBron James, he's no, holy good now. But I'm saying I, that he was able to beat him, and he was able to take his team there. Yes, Kawhi could have had a better team and a better but coach, but he still did it. But it's one of those things where that you said it. They had a full team. That you you switched Kawhi and Jimmy. You also, that Bulls you know team was not in the same situation. And the Bull, that Bulls team on that year— that Jimmy hit that, I call it a game winner even when it was with 30 seconds left, that big shot in game one of well, the did second it win the round. Game? Yeah, it did. It that was is a game winner. Game, it doesn't, even it, though it was it, 30 buzz, seconds and the Cavs still a buzzer beaters, came back. A buzzer beater and game winner is different. And was I it know the game, the shot that, that two the game. games later, Derrick Rose also hit one. That's where the one you had the where he's just giving the face like this. But that, that year, that <laughs> Bulls team— yep. That, but why can't do it exactly like no, I know, but I'm, I'm but, remembering the face in my head. But I'm I mean, saying it's a great face. That oh, that playoffs also had the phantom timeout call that should have been a technical. And am I saying we win that series? No, like, I'm not saying that. Oh, we win because of that. But we're up three one then. But and then it creates a different opportunity. I just think that the thing of you saying, "Well, Jimmy hasn't done it here." My okay. counter to that is, let's wait and see. When like when that happens, because Jimmy will be in big playoff series down the line. Let's see what happens. My final counterpunch, you mentioned the D-Rose injury. D-Rose goes down. You said you were the best team in the East. D-Rose is obviously playing out of his mind then. But Jimmy Butler had the opportunity to step up. D-Rose wasn't playing. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler was a had, role player in 2012. Mm-hmm. I know, but still, Jimmy had the opportunity to... Kawhi was also a role player going into that league. I, think, I believe it was his second year in San Antonio. No one was expecting him. Jimmy Butler did still step up in that series, but he wasn't able to become the number one. I'm not saying that he would be the number one the next season, but people saw him. Jimmy, Kawhi saw Jimmy didn't even start a game his rookie year. I know he didn't. I, I know and he that, didn't. He was, and like that second year, he was... He still like played he in the playoffs. Few, 
I, I believe, Dave, correct me if I'm wrong, he still had around 15 to 16 points per game. But he wasn't the same Jimmy. Like, I'm saying right now. It's a different Jimmy. Jimmy Butler I know. is a number one. I, like, if I'm going back to the 2012 series, he's not a number one. But right now he is. That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying he's never proven to me that he is a number one. He could have done it in 2012. And he didn't. He could have done it in 2014. He didn't. He hasn't done it this year. And I this look, team would be a playoff team if he was and a number I, one. And I look at the play that he's had this year alone, and I say, that's a number one. But I'm saying if his play, and this is the last thing because we're just going back and forth, if his play was truly a number one, this team would be a playoff team right well, now. Well, let's see when the, when the team gets to the playoff when he gets to I the know, playoffs in his time. Let's see what happens. I know you're a Bulls homer. They're not making the playoffs this year. No, I let's, didn't say this year. Go, I said in his time. Let's go now to the other players because another guy, the team that we're kind of deciding do they have a number one was uh, was Toronto, and it was really I said they had two great number twos, and that kind of makes them a number one, uh, <laughs> which it, is it, an interesting. Well, yeah, yeah. It, you got you got Demar Derozan and Kyle Lowry. Yep. You both are picking Demar. I'm picking Kyle if I'm picking if I'm picking a number one yeah. on that team. Because, one, Kyle's the leader, I think, at least on the floor on that team. Yes, he is the floor general as the point guard, but mm-hmm. I still feel like Kyle Lowry, with, yet with his experience of being a 10-year vet in the NBA, being 30 years old, I think, yeah. he, I think he's been here. And I think that he, while his play is significantly less than DeMar DeRozan, at least you know stat-wise, his purr is very similar enough to where I can say he would be more of a number one and I would feel more comfortable of a number one than DeMar DeRozan. That's I mean, just my thoughts. I respect your opinion, but I think you're wrong. I, I just flat out think you're wrong, because Demar Derozan is on a heater this year. Like he started this out talk about taking over games. He started out incredibly hot, doing things only like Michael Jordan has done mm-hmm. in the same category, at least. And I mean, he's he's cooling who's, down who's a little bit. Who's the number one? Also, I just want. To I mean, throw maybe, I want, maybe. I want to clarify that Michael Jordan's the number one. I don't know about that. He uh, couldn't win uh, until Scotty. Uh, you're right. Luke Longley is the number one on that team. I'm sorry, I forgot God. Luke. Hey, Steve Kerr. Thanks, thanks for that. Hey, Steve Kerr won the rings. Yep, yep, yep. Just like Ray Allen won LeBron a ring. See, <laughs> just like Mario Chalmers yeah. and uh, James Jones. James Jones, right? <laughs> the coattail rider. Anyways, get a, go, go back rings. to George DeMar DeRose. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll say, when you have a player who's that incredibly hot, and he it's it's a continual growth for him, yeah. he, he hasn't hit that point where he's hit his cap. This is, I mean, reasonable people would assume this is a cap because this is like a, a very, very top-end play. Like, this is talking like, you know, Kobe in his prime kind of numbers, well, close to that at this point, we're teetering off of that point, but it's still extremely good play versus Kyle Lowry, who started off a little cooler. He's warmed up again as the season's gone on. But again, he's 30. And I'm sorry, I know 30 is still like the, the tail end of prime. Like at this point, we're like 27 to 31 is probably where 32, you're... possibly. Yeah, well, if you're LeBron fucking James, yeah, why not? You're 37. Well, LeBron doesn't prime. have a prime. prime yeah. he's, but he's been in his prime since 16. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's still with the whatever. I'm still going to say <laughs> DeMar DeRozan, yes. See, I look at this, and, and I see Kyle Lowry as well, a, a the better defender, and I, I see him as a top-five point guard. And, and DeMar, again— The only thing I'll give you is if they're down by three. And, and <laughs> it's not going to DeMar. Again, I will not have DeMar take that yeah, DeMar could get an if we're going, he, can't, he tried he against Harden. He did not. If we're, if we're going <laughs> for last shot, I mean, I, I, think, I think back to last no, year, Kyle Lowry hits that big shot against the Cavs when it was 97-97. He hits that big shot and gets the win. Then we have the discussion, yeah. the next the, that, that fast break of can the Raptors defeat the Cavs? And, and I built that whole argument around, around Kyle, Kyle Lowry last year. DeMar DeRozan was hovering around a 21 per. Right now, Kyle Lowry, or last year, Kyle Lowry was around 22. Uh, Kyle Lowry now is around a 23.9. DeMar DeRozan at a 
per. I don't know if they're true number ones just because I don't know if they are both so great that they make each other seem like they're number ones, and I think that could be the argument the, there. Yeah, they've got a great fit. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's better than John Wall and Bradley Beal, right? Well, Bradley Beal isn't a number one. Um, <laughs> and, and, and the other guys that we had out but there... They're bo- but they're both alpha dogs. Yeah, I, 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 think <laughs> real, I think really the other guys that we had on here, and we're kind of wrapping it up here, PG-13, I don't think he's a number one at all. He has not proven to me that he is a number one. He has a skill he's set. He's an incredible player. He has but... a skill set to be a number one. He's not a number one. He hasn't proven that he's a number one. If we're talking about guys who haven't proven that he's a number one, I could go to him the last shot. He can take over a game. But I, I haven't. he hasn't proven to me that he's, he's a number one. That's kind of with Jimmy. I, I see the skill set there. I see the mentality there. Mm-hmm. He hasn't proven it to me. Paul George hasn't proven it to me. He didn't beat LeBron James in the finals when, when the Pacers were fantastic and they had Roy Hibbert, who was ridiculous that year, and they had Lance Stevenson. I, I just haven't seen yep. you know, Paul George kind of take over take over there. There was also Frank Vogel made some huge coaching mistakes in that series. Also, great players come above like, that. Like what was but it? Great taking, players taking out Roy that. Hibbert on that uh, on that LeBron James drive. I forget. But anyways, we, 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 I don't see Paul George as a number one. I, I know we threw it in there yeah. just because he is he is a big name. John Wall, I, I truly think that he is a number one. I think that he is a guy that's hurt by his team. Jimmy Butler isn't. I, I think you can say that he's hurt by his team. John Wall's truly hurt by his team because he's never had anyone. Well, and you just don't like his coach. Well, yeah, but yeah. I mean, uh, even before that, John Wall has never had a team around him like Jimmy Butler's had a team, like like D Rose, all Paul Gasol, Joe Kim Noah. That's why I'm I'm thinking John Wall's a, a true number one. We also have Kemba, Boogie, Dame, uh, Gordon Hayward, and Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, I mean, I I think the interesting thing is the the notable big there is mm-hmm. Boogie, and it's in today's NBA. You know how how can that big be the number one still? And I would I, I'm on the fence with him because I would say his ability to shoot from the outside. Almost negates the fact that he's a big on on all of these the, these stats right now. He's the second uh, on the fringe guys. Fringe guys. You have Boogie, who's at twenty seven point two per, mm-hmm. and then Kawhi's at twenty seven seven. So I mean, really, I think Kawhi's a number one, and I think Boogie's a number one. Because yeah. we're saying AD's a number one, I think that Boogie with pluses, you know, he, he's not as injured as AD. Yes, he does right, have the, but, uh, the emotional, yeah, he has <laughs> the emotional problems. But also, you know what I think about Sacramento? That place is a wasteland. So yep. I, I think that I think that Boogie is a true number one, is it and that's why he's talking like a number than one. Orlando. Who has ten number? They got, ones. They got ten number ones. They got ten, ten, ten number ones. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, we could we can make a whole magic discussion on that. Yep. But but and another one that might be controversial, and I think the other two that we really talk about, Hayward was one that maybe his team's so great. He has been playing phenomenally, but maybe yeah. his team's so great they just kind of boosted up there. Kemba, he has the mentality there, but really hasn't proven that he can take his team deep into the playoffs. He obviously did that with in UConn, but that was college. It's a different game. Yeah. The other guys that are kind of thrown out there, Isaiah Thomas, is he a true number one? See that that's scary because he has such quick. Hands and feet, and his his ability to move up and down the court as quick as he does. Mm-hmm. Other teams can't defend that, and I feel like he can rush and get things done. But I'm afraid that like when it comes down to the playoffs are half court basketball, the majority of the time you are slowing down the pace of the game, and I think that really hurts him. And that's why I'm mm-hmm. worried about him in the playoffs. And I think that this year we're gonna kind of see like how is this team going to adjust to that play style? Well, and it's one of those things where my gut reaction right away when you were like, "Is he a number one?" I'm like, "Yeah," and then I went, "Numbers uh, say yes," but he, but my well, eyes. But say it's he, one of those things where can he take over a game? Yeah, can he hit the last second shot? Yeah, is he a leader on that Celtic team? I would say so. The only thing is. I want to see a little bit more consistency because it seems like, oh, yeah, we see Isaiah Thomas. This He's like night, dropping 51. Drops 51, hits the game winner, mm. and then it's like, oh, for X amount of weeks we don't see him. Oh, here he is again. And that's the thing, too, with, with Isaiah Thomas where, you know, obviously you're making the case that Jimmy hasn't had the chance as a true number one in the postseason. 
Last year, Isaiah Thomas was a number one and didn't really come up to life. I mean, yes, he was averaging 24 points per game, but he was shooting under 40% from yeah. the field and just kind of struggled out there. So I, I think I think that's kind of the case to where he's he's obviously in the regular season, number one. But can he be a number one the whole time? Yeah. Can you pick him in a fantasy draft and be like, all right, Isaiah's my number one. I can take them. I still have those qualms. I think he's a fantastic player. I think if he's your number two, you're, you're, you're set. But I, I still have a hesitancy to put him at number one. Where Boogie, I don't have a hesitancy. I have a hesitancy if I have the wrong coach, but I don't really have a hesitancy as him as a player. Kemba, I kind of have a hesitancy just because— I don't think it's a word. I'm just, I'm just tossing it out there. I, Hes- mean, I love your usage. Hesitancy. But... Hes- hes- hey, to if be I can down, climb, and agree. It's just hesitancy. <laughs> oh, wow. We're, we're going to Google this real quick. But no, I, I think I think we're looking at this. John Wall, I think, out of out of the guys, I mean, I think Kawhi's a number one. I think that Kyle Lowry is more of a number one than DeMar DeRozan. I don't truly think he is. I think both of those are great number twos. I think that PG-13 is not a number one. John Wall is a number one. Boogie's a number one. And then Dame's a number one. So I got, yeah, I mean, Dame, I got Dame, Boogie, John Wall. Uh, and Kawhi out of this as number ones. So that means LeBron, KD, Steph, CP3, Russ, Harden, Kawhi, Dame, and then John Wall and and Boogie are my number ones. That's, That's fair. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're a ton of arguments. I mean, the, the French guys, I feel like you're going to get some some pushback on some of them, uh, maybe more deserving. But Also, hesitancy is a word, the quality of state to be hesitant. So Maybe it. it was just all the... All the, all the I was yeah. saying it wrong, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. That was weird. Yeah, I was waiting for the for the Giannis. Uh, I was waiting for the, the, the close wrap out. up. I thought yeah. you guys were gonna go into your your who you thought would. No, no I wasn't list. listening no. off all that. I don't care. Oh, no. right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, then we'll just make a weird jump cut. Yeah. yeah. Do we want to talk Giannis or do we want to just? I don't. I have nothing to say. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna, maybe I'm gonna, maybe do, do a jump wrap cut up. for a wrap up. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. And again, upcoming, obviously we have Giannis, we have Cat, we have Wiggins, Jokic, Embiid. Giannis is pretty much should be in this this fringe, but again, he's just never had the chance. We're, we're talking about Jimmy Butler's never had the chance. Giannis really hasn't had the chance as a number one to be. Because last year was his true chance if he made it, to the, if the Bucks made yep. it to the playoffs, to be to kind of prove himself as a number one. Uh, I think if if he goes to the playoffs this year, that's going to be the true test if he is a number one. Because if you look at his stats, the way he plays, the way he can take over a game. There's no denying it this year in the regular season. But let's move on now to our final topic here. We're doing buy or sell. We did this last year, and we're doing buy or sell for NBA trade rumors. Also, guys, this is pretty much a, a year of doing the fast break with it, with this with this cast. So we got we got a whole January 24th. January 24th. So cool. that was when we almost. released the David Blatt reaction. Video. Almost, almost. We we're almost uh, nine days away. But anyways, uh, NBA yeah. trade rumors buy or sell here. Don't blow it too soon, Sean. I got <laughs> five <laughs> topics. Five topics, and you guys are gonna buy or sell them. Give me a reason. Uh, this doesn't have to be too long, but you know we got a, we got a fifty minute cast already, so we're gonna we're gonna try Ooh. to wrap it up here. The I first one on the block. Keep going. On the, on the first one on the block. Ricky and I talked about this uh, last week. It was it was Paul Millsap trade rumors. And then of course Atlanta makes the trade for Kyle Corbin, and then the GM's like, oh, we're not gonna we're trade Paul Millsap's off the trade block now. Are you buying that Paul Millsap is off the trade block for Atlanta? Hell no. I, 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 <laughs> zero chance. Zero chance Paul Mills steps off the trade block if they get an offer good enough. And I think the real question is, how bad does Toronto want Paul Millsap? Mm-hmm. And that's all it's going to come down to. If you start to see uh, Atlanta you know, start to hover a little less casually towards that wind column and start heading towards the downcline, 
I think that there's a very good possibility. I think it was just bad press time because when you trade away someone like Kyle Corver, who A, wasn't having his best season this year, but B, just had that. But he was still having like, a good season. He was, for, he was having from, a better this season than C last year. And C, didn't want to go to Cleveland. Right. Yeah, didn't well, want to didn't, go to Cleveland. Didn't want to leave Atlanta. Let's yeah, sure. We could way. say that. But it's when your team's winning and they had won like four out of five or something like that, they were on yeah, a heater. A so it's like you don't want to come out and say, yeah, yeah, no. We're, I know we're winning games and we're in the playoffs right now, but we're going to fucking empty house. You can't do that. So you have to subtly do it and be like, no, 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 no. He's off the block. We're going to we're gonna play this season out, see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And I think if they start heading down those rankings, get down to six, seven, eight, if they get down there, he's gone. And that was the one thing that we didn't bring up and I, I forgot to mention too was the reason they might be moving him is because they think they hit their ceiling with mm-hmm. this team. And, and really, if Absolutely. they hit their ceiling, then what's the point of having it around? Ricky, are you buying or selling that he's off am, the trade block? I'm selling it hardcore. And the reason being is kind of what Dave said. Just because he's not on the trade block doesn't mean... That those ears aren't open, that and the you're phone not lines still aren't open. Listening to offers, yeah. I just feel like, like we talked about last week, with the contract situation where it was, it's are we going to get, are we going to lose him and lose him for nothing? Mm-hmm. It might come down to a situation where fuck it, he ain't gonna come back. So you want to try to get it? something? Sell Let's it early. Get something from him. So you are both selling that Paul Millsap is truly off the trade block. Let's move on to our second topic here. And it's kind of along the same lines. I'm, I'm moving topics around just because you mentioned the Raptors here. And we have the Raptors. Will the Raptors upgrade at power forward? Will they trade for a new power forward? Yes or no? Are you buying or selling? I think they have to. If they truly believe that this is the year, and I think that things line up pretty well with how over-the-top DeMar DeRozan has been, just exceeding all expectations, and Kyle Lowry is still playing at a very high level. Mm-hmm. I think that they need to shore up that position of power forward, uh, whether it is a Paul Millsap or uh, there's there's a couple guys in the league who could fit well for them. It's just if they're going to go all in, do it. But don't don't half-ass it. That That's the only request from me because, look, the Raptors are a team that during the regular season, yeah, you're great, you're going to be a top team, but it's do you think you can beat LeBron James and be honest with yourself? Well, to me, I'm I kind of want to sell it, and the reason being, it's not like oh, the Raptors aren't going to try to bring in a power forward. Mm-hmm. I think it's just going to come down to trade deadline comes, and it goes, and a move just couldn't be made. It's going to be something where we know who we want to get, but there's never that we could never find out who we want to give. They want someone we don't want to give away. They don't want the people we want to give. The right them, offer won't be, there. and it's never going to come come and trade deadline's just gonna go fair enough Goran Dragic will he be moved there's rumors the magic of course they are they're looking to add more starters they need an 11th starter they need an 11th starter well they might need to trade one of those starters to get to move up I totally Mm. buy it just in the fact that the heat this year probably gonna be a good draft pick why not get something for uh, Dragic why not get something from a not even looking at the magic but why not try to get something from a team that thinks oh we're a playoff team maybe if uh we add Goron, we can make a little bit of move, make a little bit of noise. That's what I'd be looking for from the Heat, so I'd buy it. He's going to be out of town. Yeah, I mean, he's on a one-year deal, right? Mm-hmm. So he's he's done anyway. I'm with you on no, that No, he's got one. more years. Oh, he does? Yeah, he's got he's got 2017, 2018, 2018, 2019, and then he's got, a, he's got a, I believe, a player. Oh, I'm sorry. He's then, got yeah. a player really, for 2019. But really, if you can get, and here's the thing with the Magic. If you can get picks from the Magic, mm-hmm. get a high pick this year, and then start the kind of... Well, it'll be a mid-round pick from the well, Magic. It would be a mid-round pick there, plus you have the high pick. You have two Pretty guys coming in. Plus, Pat Riley's no slouch. Let's clear some cap room now so that I can be active in free agent. The one thing that we haven't seen, though, is how this new CBA will affect that. Right, right. I mean, it, do you think you build around Whiteside? That's... 
I think you got to, right? You're not going <laughs> to trade Whiteside. Yeah. Well, Whiteside could be a piece. I don't know if you build right. around him because he wasn't that's our number one. That's once. where I'm going. He I don't think he's ones. your number one. And <laughs> I, I know Justice in, isn't you your number one right now either. One. So, yeah, you have to do Pops something. Draft the draft or free agency. Yeah. yeah. So, Goran's got value. I think they should ship him. Buying. Ricky, you're buying as well? I'm going to buy it. And the one thing I will say, I know we got comments about this on our um, Fultz and Ball video a lot. If they do get the number one pick somehow— and bring in a guy like Fultz, that'd be a great situation. Mm-hmm. You get Fultz, mm-hmm. Whiteside, mm-hmm. Uh, Justice Winslow, yeah. I Maybe mean, another pick from a Dragic trade. And then also, if you clear up that cash base, you can bring someone in for agency. Mm-hmm. we got two more topics here. Dave, you were excited when I brought this one up. Will Tyson Chandler be a Trailblazer, buying or selling? I love it. I don't know why I didn't think of it earlier, but that that's a great fit. It adds that toughness but down will low. will it happen? Yes. You know what? I'm, I'm going to go out on the line. That's my bold prediction. He will go. And you know what's funny? Because we were talking about, you know, which piece of the Suns is going to get moved. Mm. It would be weird if uh, Chandler got moved. Yeah. Well, I think I think we were more talking Eric Blood. I think, we were not, again, it was, messed it was, up Eric Blood. It was Knight. Uh, yeah, but, Brandon Knight. Because I, mean, I, I kept calling him Eric Blood so damn, right. for the damn podcast. But I didn't think about Tyson Chandler after all that because he's just got that long-term contract you don't think about. We were talking young pieces, and I think it's uh, $12 million per year, three years, $36 million for for his contract. So it's, so it's a big contract, especially for a guy that, that but age. But now it's not that big because the there's playing. CBA. And plus the and way he's playing, too. He's consistent. Yeah. He's a good he's a good rim protector, Ricky. You're buying his own. I am on the fence. Oh, you gotta, you gotta GTFO the fence. I mean, it's one Buy of those things where... I'm going to lean towards buy, but I could see sell because I I kind of feel like this could be a situation like Toronto where it's like, what are we going to give up? Nope, you're asking too it's much. It's the Suns. I don't know exactly if they're going to ask the sky for them. It, it's one of those things where I wonder if the right deal will go, but I'm going to say buy only because I think the Trailblazers will be a little bit more persistent to get they, it done. They have to be motivated. If they go backwards a step mm-hmm. this year, mm-hmm. that well, is not they're, good. They're currently definitely going backwards. That, I know, step. and that's what I'm saying. Like You need to make mm-hmm. a change. And not just a few steps. They're jogging. Back. Yeah, and, and and one thing, too, I'm going to sell it just because there's 29 other teams. The specific Ooh. ones, I think that's that's a difficult thing. Because with the, with the Raptors, it's broad. They just got to upgrade. Right. They don't have to upgrade with someone specific. With, with with this one, Tyson Chandler being a trailblazer, I'm selling that one. I'm, I'm, that's the only one I'm giving my opinion for. Ah. The last one we got here, Jaleel Okafor. He's been playing less games and he's been pretty much benched, but Getting pretty much DMPs. a healthy scratch yep. here. CD. Uh, it will, is Ja the odd man out? In, in, are you buying the Ja as the odd man out in Philadelphia? Hell yeah. Is uh, he the only man out in Philadelphia? He is the most logical man out, and I think that they would be stupid not to move him. The question is, have they damaged his value at this point so much that you won't get a good return? And I think Jaws at this point and in time is worth another lottery pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's probably not going to be a top five, but it, it's a you know five to thirteen range. Like I think he's still worth it. I dude, dude is a young kid, and all these issues that they're having with him, like oh my god, the Reddit threads are just fantastic because it's just a giant circle jerk <laughs> of the same four comments. Over and over and over, and it's like no one thinks for themselves. And I understand there's there's a there's a mindset going in there, yeah. but it's just like, look, if he's on a good team or if he's on a better team where he doesn't have two guys who overshadow him in rebounding and defensiveness, and he's not getting the short end of the stick every time he goes up to bat, like he has no motivation there. He knows he's not their guy, and he pretty much is going out there and half-assing it. 
I think he's got a ton of potential. I think he can turn around his passing game, and I think he can give you effort if you put him in the right system. That's the thing. If he's in the right system, he's he could be a fantastic number two. Well, he's not a number one like no, Embiid I agree. can be, but I he's agree. a great number two. And there's just a log jam there. They have too many big guys. Whether it's, too many cooks. Whether it's Dario, whether it's Ja, whether it's Nerlens, whether it's Embiid. On the roster, they've got too many guys that fit the kind of front court setting. And it's and Ursan Ilyasova, come on, he great said, veteran presence. Hey, he's he, been good. He has come out and said he wants good. to have a kind of long time stay with Philadelphia. So they have something to build on. I'm going to buy it only because I think Philadelphia needs to press to make this move happen by the trade deadline. Dave talked about his value. If they don't get it done this trade deadline, wait till the draft. That value is just going to hit the basement. I think yeah. he is the odd man out. I don't know if he is the odd man out right now. I don't. It's a process, guys. I don't know if we can get rid of him right away. But we've seen. I think it was like at the time we're recording this, they'd won like four games out of five with him not playing, and mm-hmm. like they're they're a better team when he's not playing. And the the Joel Embiid and Nerlens Noel combo. We've seen it, and I'm excited for it. And then I can't wait to throw in a little Ben Simmons. Like this is a team on the oh, upcline. God. I got a I got an additional buy and sell yep. for you two. Buying or selling will Joel Embiid come out with the sledgehammer next game? Oh, the Triple H entrance <laughs> is what he forgot. Yeah, I forgot. He, he just he, he the King just of Kings. Came, he just came into the King of Kings uh, and the game on Friday and do spit we see out the sledgehammer? I don't Joel think we do. I don't think season? they'll allow a sledgehammer <laughs> on the court. I'm gonna go with you on that one. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell that one. But that on that note, <laughs> thank, you, thank you for that one. Thank you for that one. Uh, on that note, we are gonna end the fast break podcast. We talked about D Rose. We talked about Jimmy Butler. We talked about number ones. We talked about Joel Embiid. We hit all the. We hit all of it. We hit. We hit bulls. We hit everything. But anyways, that's going to wrap it up for Dave Oster. I'm Sean Anderson. That's Ricky Whitmer. I almost forgot you here. Don't forget to check out uh, Blog Talk Radio. If you listen on Blog Talk Radio, download it on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you so much. If you're listening on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like. We're here every single week, and we will see you next time. Pew, 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 pew. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.